welcome to another episode of Mick and Mike in the Evening. I'm Mick. I'm Mike. And this is episode 74 of Mick and Mike in the Evening. A totally awesome podcast where we talk about absolutely anything. And at the same time, absolutely absolutely nothing. nothing. (laughs) 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 Alex, you, uh, oops, hold on, (laughs) rewind. Whoop, whoop, whoop. Whoop, whoop. Um, Mike, you sound uh, a lot like Alex today. Yeah, actually, so, um, Alex and I, uh, last night, went and got drinks and we went dancing. Oh, yeah. And then uh, we performed the fusion dance and we have fused together. Oh, so you're one person. We are one person. So what what should I call you then? Ma, Alex. Alex Torres. <laughs> love the Miata. Miata. Love the Alex Torres. Yeah. No, yeah. Miata. Love the Alex Torres. Here, here we are. Here we are. Yeah, so we are doing this one again. Uh, Mike is studying hard and he's working um, like day and night. I'm like, I don't think that guy stops. I'm pretty sure he wakes up uh, and he's already like studying. Like I think he wakes up with the book in his hand, but he's yeah. he's going really st- going all in on this exam. So I have full faith in him. So he's like a, a good kind of traffic light. <laughs> exactly. Always green. Always green. <laughs> Always green. Well, yeah, no. Um, Send all of your w- best wishes over to Mike as he prepares for the uh, biggest moment of his life. And he's gonna su- he's gonna succeed. I hope he listens to this episode while he studies. Me too. I hope he like listens to him, <laughs> and me. And me, yes. Yeah. But, and I right. But, um, yeah. So we have Alex here in the studio today. Uh, thank you so much for tagging along. I know you've been on the show before as a guest, but now it's like as the host. How does it feel? It's a bit different. You know, and I am now listening to the podcast uh, just about it every time I uh, have a long commute mm-hmm. because my uh, my work commute uh, for a while was like cut short. So um, now it's back up to, you know, a 30 minute commute. So now it's like the mm-hmm. perfect distance to listen or for the newer episodes. Right. Even though they're not as consistent as they used to be. Yeah. But um, it was fine. It is uh, because... I, like I said, I didn't have long commutes as often. Right. But it's interesting being like the driving force for an episode, so to speak. The driving force. Yes. I like that. But yeah, no, I'm, and and like you've been a big part of the podcast and just like the overall. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's, it's great being like um, a supportive role and being like the number one fan. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I just love like that you started off as the gag, like there was the Alex tier because we just would say your name and shout you out every single time. And I thought that was funny because it did happen on accident. Yeah. It was just like unintentional, like one episode I did it and then it just happened consistently. I think it was around the time that you were starting to make YouTube videos. So like it became like a kind of point that we would talk about a lot. Yeah. And I think it was also around the time that I've uh, moved off to Florida and, uh, you know, we were missing each other a lot. Yeah. Well, you uh, you were definitely in Florida before the podcast started. Oh, for sure. For sure. But yeah. it was like, you know, the reality hit after, you know, a few months or so. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And I was like, damn, I don't have my friend, Mick. I know. It is weird, but um, it's it's great when you get to come back and it's always a treat. And I'm glad that you made some time to record an episode. Yeah. I'm, it's, it's always a good time to come back, especially during like the summer, the summer months. Oh, yeah. Because it's like your winter time. Yeah, it's like I stepped out of the plane and it was like a breath of fresh air. Yeah, <laughs> like, not muggy and impossible to breathe. Yeah, like every time I leave my apartment back home, I just like want to go back. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's bad. You know, um, I never anticipated uh, when I moved to Florida how hot the summers were. I know they were hot, 
but it's like a different kind of hot. Right, exactly. It's a humid hot versus, you know, here in Mass, it's just like, it's hot, but just go into the shade and you're fine here. But in Florida, if you want to survive, you're going to go to the shade. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So it's interesting. And um, owning a convertible, um, it's, it's interesting because I, I never thought I'd want to put the top up in the summer. Right. Um, but my air conditioning doesn't work, so. You like have I to. have to, yeah. How is it like driving like with the top down like that in a car, like in that kind of heat? Like, does it like when you're driving, does it actually feel cool? Or like, is it like if you're when you sit in traffic, is it like almost unbearable? Exactly that. So when I'm driving, it's totally fine. You know, especially um, in Florida, there's a lot of high speed roads. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, the the highway speed limit in Florida is uh, usually 70 miles an hour. Mm -hmm. Um, And then like the main roads tend to be around 40 to 50. Right. So when you're driving around, it's not bad at all. Is that when you're sitting at a traffic light and there's no airflow and then like that heavy air just hits you, the sun hits you. Um, it can be a really bad time. Um, I tend to try to wear hats and stuff. It makes it a lot better. Right. But I got a big old melon and uh, it's hard to find hats that fit. Yeah. With, uh, you know, with the airflow, you know, I've lost a couple of hats already. Yeah, exactly. To that. So it's, it's, it's a tough, tough thing. Um, these days, I tend to drive um, my S10 more often, mm-hmm. even though it sucks more with gas. But it's just I'm trying to baby the Miata more. Right. Um it's it, I've Miata love the Alex stories. Yes, Alex stories <laughs> love, love the Miata. Miata. So I uh, I love to drive that car, and it's a nice breath of fresh air when I decide to take it out for a week. Um, but for the most part, I keep it in my little workshop that I have, um, and I try to uh, pay more attention to it. Right. Because when you daily a car, it's a lot harder to you know pay attention to the oil level and the coolant level. Um, when you take it every once in a while, like I just noticed that I actually have a small oil leak. Oh, really? Yeah, just because I, I let it sit in the garage, and when I pull it out, I see an oil spot on the ground. I'm like, oh, I have an oil leak. Mm-hmm. So I actually gotta, you know, figure that out. <laughs> so it's it's it allows me to um, put less stress in the car. Um, I've reached a problem with uh, the whole YouTube thing, right? Um, where I have to feel like i want to do a project every weekend right but it's hard to finance that oh yeah i can only imagine yeah so it's one thing that i was hoping that at this point i'd be monetized and Mm. um slowly the monetization can help pay for other videos right and i didn't anticipate wanting to upgrade my equipment so much yeah it, it is a slippery slope (laughs) <laughs> when yeah. you get into it um yeah. i know that's something that you wanted to talk about too uh like just kind of like our different experiences with like youtube in general yeah and it's cool because we have different starting points yeah with our youtube career you started at a very young age mm-hmm. and i'm starting here in my 20s um and you went full sale for sure did sure did <laughs> <laughs> the uh the look of disappointment you just had i wish we had a video because <laughs> the look of um realization that you, oh man i did go to full sale <laughs> yeah i don't talk about it often but like it comes up every once in a while like um it's really funny when like, i mentioned like oh yeah i went to film school and they're like wait a second and i'm like no no no, that's it that's all that's all we're that's talking i want to talk about <laughs> yeah but um it is interesting in the you know the ins and outs a bit better i would say or just like the more theory around it more than i would 
Uh, yeah, I think I've just been doing it for a long time, so it's like a lot of like s- the stuff that I do is like second nature. Mm-hmm. Like I don't think so much about like technique as much anymore because I just have found my own flow for it. Mm-hmm. And a lot of like those things, like you know, you pick up um, new tricks here and there as as you do it. But for the most part, I've kind of like had my specific flow for quite a few years now. Yeah, and. Uh, did you so the, the, for for our viewers in uh, Mountain View, Mountain, Mountain View, California? California. <laughs> hey, what's going on? For uh, our viewers that may our want listeners, to, listeners, you're right. Yeah, because I'm they not in the video us. right now because they can't see us. I'm currently not in the video. I'm currently in. Hopefully, an audio you're viewing the street if you're driving. <laughs> um, for our listeners who uh, may want to get into YouTube or are thinking about it, um, don't listen to us. Don't listen to us. <laughs> we, <laughs> we are not successful compared to the other ones out there. <laughs> Don't take what we've done and apply it because you're not going to get very far. <laughs> but here are some fun stories about our experience trying. But no, <laughs> I didn't mean to derail what you're yeah, saying. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't even know where I'm in right now. <laughs> yeah. Am I in Alaska like your dad? <laughs> <laughs> Could be. Could be. Uh, <laughs> just the exact same thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so... Um, my my journey with YouTube mm-hmm. is uh has been a very fun one because I used to just like just slap all my footage into like a thirty minute long video. Oh yeah. And just slap some music on it and be like, This is a this is this is entertaining and it's taken like a lot of time if uh if anyone like checks out my channel and you see my my really old videos. Mm-hmm. Uh well so there was a time where I started doing my own editing. And you could t- definitely tell the difference because, like, I f- my first, like, five, I think, when I say videos, were you editing them? Something like that. Yeah. It could have been more than that. Maybe more. Uh, but it I was, used like, to have, like... I used to number them on my computer, so I don't, yeah. if I look back, I could probably find them all. Yeah, yeah. Um, because we used to, like, I used to record them and then put them on Google Drive and then share the drive with you. Yeah. And it just got to a point where I realized that um, there was a little bit of a disconnect for me. And I wanted to, I didn't know what shots I'd want because I wasn't editing. Yeah. So, um, it became a very, uh, tedious, not tedious. I don't know what the word is, but it just became a very disconnected experience. So, yeah. Cause you would like, you would do it, you'd do a task and you would film it. And mm-hmm. then you would send everything my way, and then like a two about a week or two weeks later, all of a sudden a video would just pop up in your inbox. I'm like, all right, it's ready for it's you. Ready for yeah, <laughs> like hot <laughs> right off the press. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, did it did take up a lot of space on the Google Drive. Like it got to a point where I had to buy more cloud. Oh uh, yeah, uh, more storage. More storage, and then I ended up using my secondary email at one point. Oh yeah, yeah. So it just it it got really out of hand. So oh, it um, adds up quick. It was like. 20, the early 2021, um, I got that fresh hot stimulus. Yeah. And I decided to to get a Mac. Um, so I ended up going with a Mac Mini, which for the money, it's I think it it was the cheapest like Mac you can get. It's one of them, yeah. I mean, um, yeah, I th- I think it's like what 600, 700 bucks. It was 700 bucks. Yeah. And like for the capabilities of it, it was like the best value. Yeah, I mean. It has like their like they're just about to come out with the M2 chip, so it's still like the one of the the best chips they have like of their of their new product line. Yeah, and it's it's been great the last year. 
um, it was just a change for me to because I've never had a Mac or an Apple computer before. Mm-hmm. So it was a change for me to learn how to get to settings and get to my storage and manage my storage and all that kind of stuff. Right. Um, but, you know, if as a starting editing machine, it was amazing. And then with Apple products, you get iMovie for free. Exactly. <clears throat> so it's a good start off. And then eventually we ended up moving to um, Final Cut. Yeah. And that's when really I started getting good at cutting up my videos. Absolutely. And getting a good flow and trying to keep things interesting, especially my talking points. (coughs) (laughs) A little little mic drop. A little mic drop there. Mic drop by Mike Alex. Alex Torres loved the Miata. Miata loved the Alex Torres. But, um, yeah, that's when I started and also started filming a B-roll and getting into um, trying to create a more of a story with my videos. I think editing is one of the most important parts that any creator can learn how to do. I think that if you don't edit your own videos, I mean, there's nothing wrong with like not editing your own videos, especially if you're paying someone to edit your videos for you especially if you're like if you have the viewership for that yeah but i think that every single content creator should have a background in video editing like at least know how to or or have edited their original videos sure just because i think that it gives you the perspective of how to tell a story before you're at that point Mm because you want to like you want to be thinking about the kind of edit you're going to do prior to filming mm-hmm. that footage. Cause you can, the thing that's great about editing is that you can turn any footage into anything. Yeah. If you know what you're doing. Absolutely. But I think it's great to have an idea of what you want to do. So that way you can film it in such a way that makes like that easier for you. Absolutely. Um, my videos tend to be more so how to, um, so there tends to be a more direct line to take right. or direction to take. But if you're, you say you're doing a vlog, um, you really do need to have some kind of a structure. And when I started yeah. doing Broke Talk, that's when I realized like, I had to start writing out a lot of my my discussions. Because mm-hmm. uh, my first couple, like, before I started calling them Broke Talk, they were just discussion videos. Um, they were kind of aimless and I realized, you know, during my editing, where I lost myself. Right. And I lost the points that I wanted to make. Um, I do plan on redoing, like, the, the snap-on talk and the dealership talk videos that I did. Um, because I, I didn't really want to ma- I didn't make the points that I really wanted to make. Right. So, um, those those will be coming soon at some point. And I also realized that I want to take more time to myself. Exactly, yeah. In uh in the early twenty twenty one I would rush videos because I just gotta get one out every other week. And I did get them out every other week, but you know, they wouldn't get good views because I wasn't putting quality content out. Yeah, that's that's one of the hardest parts. Is sometimes you you do put quality content out, and it still has the same performance. You know, yeah, yeah. Like that's and that's the tough part. It's like sometimes it is like a correlation between like the qua- the quality over the quantity. Mm-hmm. 
but sometimes like it's just like everything's thrown out into the YouTube ether yeah. and then it spits out like 10 views, you know what I mean? Like Yeah. Sometimes you just you don't get it. And that's just the nature of a platform that has like like millions of hours of content uploaded every hour. Yeah. <laughs> like know? like the big channels like, you know, like Markiplier, Grain Grumps, uh, Game Grumps. Um, you know, they they have a good flow and they found their audience and you know a, well, a lot of you know people who try to help other youtube creators out will say is you really want to just try to find your audience a lot of youtubers fall into a trap where they're like i just got to get the views so that way youtube will acknowledge my videos and youtube gods would acknowledge my videos right. and and put them on you know the trending page but it's really more so that you have to find your niche find uh what makes people laugh or interested in you and you have to slowly build and grow that audience right you know and i've been on a very slow build i think right now i'm almost at 100 subscribers nice yeah and you know my my highest viewed videos is at like eleven thousand views that's and, incredible and my lowest viewed video is like 13 views <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. it's a weird it's a weird thing where clearly the video is at I could see the what kind of videos I can make to get more views, but that doesn't that doesn't necessarily give me more subscribers, right? Because you know my how to you know my the strut replacement video on the grand marquee um, was a good video idea because it's not a necessarily easy thing to do compared to other suspensions. Yeah. Um. So a lot of people would end up starting you know, a strut replacement on that car and be like, wait, how do I get this arm down? How do I get this out? Mm -hmm. And they'll look it up and then they'll find my video. But it's not the kind of video that if you're browsing the internet and you want some kind of entertainment, you'd click on it and be like, oh, I want to know how to, you know, replace this. Right. So it's not the kind of content I would like to make, even though it does make more views. You get views, yeah. Yeah. Um, The happy medium to that would be my... Uh, like my, broke talk? No, um, my radio install video actually is doing pretty well. Oh yeah, and I can see that I'm getting subscribers through that mm-hmm. because it is. I try to make that video less specific to the vehicle, and I try to make that video more of a generalized thing because when you when you do enough stereos, they they are all the same at some point. Oh yeah, you like, just you just get a universal um mounting or you get a you get a mounting kit for your specific vehicle mm-hmm. but it's just a matter of looking up the wires cutting them and then soldering them on and a lot of people in my comments will like post uh comments like just get the just get the the plug and play kit yada 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 and i've bought those kits before and they don't work so i don't buy them anymore right <laughs> so i try i try to i try to help the people uh who have been in my shoes where they bought the kit it's not for the right vehicle or they don't work and they're like stuck with you know a car where um the radio's out the wiring's all out and they don't know what to do right exactly but i don't know i i think it's especially if you're doing a tutorial video i would just do a plug and play like where it's just like all right and then you open this up and you plug it in congratulations yeah you have a radio now like it's it's like if you're your the video is meant to show people if they want to go down like that path like they want to do the manual way and i did explain in my video that it if it's a if it's like a beater truck like my truck 
just cut it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's not going to be worth something that much because I have a rusty old truck with unknown mileage. Right. Um, you know, it's been modified by multiple different hands. So it will it will take a lot of money on my side to make that truck worth something. And it'll be worth like five grand max. Right. So, you know, if you have a vehicle that, say it's an old old BMW, like say Mike's car. Mm-hmm. It might be something like worth. Like your car. Or the Miata. No, I, I was just like making Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just, yeah. So my other, my, my BMW. <laughs> um, that would be something worthwhile. Well, Mike keeps the stock because he likes the stock aesthetic of the 80s. Right. Uh, which is absolutely awesome. But someone who's who may want to go back to that, it would be worth uh, going and getting the plug and play kit versus, uh, you know, cutting up and splicing. Exactly, because you want to keep it like clean. Or you want to one day, yeah, bring it back to clean. Exactly. But yeah, so that's kind of the direction I really want to go to is just try to help people, and that's where I really wanted the channel for. Mm-hmm. I didn't want it to for fame. I didn't want it to really make money. Um, I really wanted to just try to share my knowledge. And I think you do a great job with it, honestly. Thank you. Like, I've always been a fan. Like, um, like I know the I, I got biased early because I was editing them. But, yeah. like, once you took over completely and was, it was just, like, watching your videos as they were uploaded, um, I've always been a, a huge fan of, like, watching you improve at editing, just, like, watching you kind of create your own flow. And I, I I really do think that they're entertaining. Thank you. I think you do a great job. It's like teaching something when you're doing a how-to video. I think you're great at explaining like your perspective on cars or like when you're telling like your own personal stories, like, cause you've had a lot of fun experiences with cars. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, my, uh, my every car series. <laughs> exactly. Like stuff like that. It's like, it's really entertaining to watch and I'm, I'm glad that you're like going all in on it. Yeah. Thank you. And I've been very re- more recently. I've been more um, inspired by your recent, edits in your recent videos oh thanks because you just uh you just have a good flow to your videos i appreciate that and uh i i just i i recently got more inspired by that just try to make things flow better because mm-hmm. um in previous videos i just like cut absolutely every space out like no space i want to be constantly talking yeah <laughs> you know and it was it at times it'll it'll sound choppy and i'll look at those videos and be like mm, maybe one day i'll go back to it <laughs> Yeah, but uh, I mean, when you edit, you, when you edit in the moment, like, how are you supposed to show your progress if you don't like, if you can't literally see like how the videos get better in quality as you go on? Like, you look at my oldest stuff; it's like it's absolutely unwatchable. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, like, like uh, I I found my I said like, I said at the beginning, like at the top of the episode, it's like it's something that I feel I found my own flow from just doing it for so long. Because, I mean, you give a mo- a monkey a, a typewriter, he's got eventually. Pump out a story. Yeah, pump out. Uh, <laughs> great book. Yeah, I know. I know. Like the 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 quotes, like uh, like give a million monkeys a million typewriters, and one of them will write Shakespeare. Yeah, that's what it was. It's, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's like the idea. But it's like that's what it feels sometimes. You know, like I I, I didn't like I picked up small things from watching like tutorials or watching content that I was inspired by as I grew up in the YouTube space. Um, that is something that I think has been more defining of my childhood and like my approach to content is just like being on YouTube from like the very beginning. I mean, I started my first YouTube channel in March of 2008, so I must have been watching YouTube for at least like a year prior to that before mm-hmm. wanting to go that extra step of making a channel. So, I mean, 
it's definitely been a big part of like my childhood and like it's influenced me a lot mm. um but yeah like especially like that's something like from my side like you know i've my channel that i have now kind of like where it's evolved to where it's just like me trying stuff yeah like i haven't had like a consistent like type of video for a long time um i really like that about it though because i just try stuff and throw it at the wall and see like what sticks yeah i like that i i like the unshackledness of your current channel um and i like how it's just you and it's, there's a lot of personality with that when it when you when you yeah. do it that way mm-hmm. versus trying to make it a certain thing and just letting it be what it is yeah i'm not making myself a brand i'm just being myself yeah yeah for sure and that's where it started where it started us as three simple guys Mm-hmm. Um, like that was like the, my, my actual like attempt at trying to be like a YouTube channel. I was three simple guys and it was with my pals, typo tier, love the environment love the environment, and drew Curto who does not have a, a tag, but, um, love the drew Curto. <laughs> yeah. But they, they both have been on, uh, an early episode as well of this show. This is their like episode, like 11 or something like that. Um, yes. The, yes. The guess they were both guest stars on. Um, so, I mean, and we did talk about that, like the beginning of the channel, like how that's where we started, but it was fun. It was a high school thing. We, uh, we had like fun gags. We always tried to make videos together and we had a good time. Yeah. I like the, um, the drew dance, watching it through the drew dance video. Yeah. Because I, you, I would see your old, um, editing, uh, tr- uh, style. Oh yeah. Then. You really like your, your old editing style really like it shows your progress from then, you know, Oh, totally. Back then, yeah. High school stuff was was like definitely bad, but like some of it, like there there was like moments that shine. You can see a couple of things that like I'll look back. I'm like, oh, that was pretty, that was pretty cool. Um, yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think. I don't even know if those Drew dance videos are online anymore. I did like I've, I I kind of like have unlisted just like a lot of stuff that like you know I want to keep like just like the my favorite stuff stuff that I'm like really proud of like that's the stuff I want to keep up on the channel I think um you might have one on I feel like the last Drew Dance video you might have up yeah so. that one might still be there um but uh there was stuff like um back when we were in a band ellipsis oh yeah a uh, man our our like golden nugget of a intro video yeah we did w- win a trophy for that one we did even though we should have won both. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. We should have won all the trophies. We did so good that year. And then, yeah, it was a really cool experience, the Battle of the Bands. Yeah, I, I, can't, I still can't believe that we did that. Like, that was, like, that is a core memory of mine as well as, like, playing in a band, like, in high school on stage in front of, like, a decent audience. It was a cool thing because it brought forth my love for performing. Yeah. Um, Because I think, I don't remember if I was, I think I was in the play that year too, but... It was nothing compared to the screen rising, feeling like all the colored lights on us and people cheering yeah. our names. Yeah, exactly. And it was such a cool experience that, you know, I worked hard on something and now I'm about to present it. It's funny because like one thing and people love to like hate on high school and like high school definitely is like a very formative part of your life and like. I would never want to go back to high school. You know what I mean? Like in the sense that I'd never want to go back on anything. Like I just, I'm at this point in my life and the things that have happened are fun and made me who I am. Yeah. But one thing that is so fascinating about like high school as a culture is that it's like almost like this enclosed community of like, you know, especially in your class, like it's like 300 people, but at least like that's what it was like growing up in Chicopee. But like 
you know, at one time there was like a most maybe like around a thousand people mm-hmm. in that school, like students, like people your age. So when you go up on stage like that, perform, you it's it's not like when you're on YouTube and you like are throwing something out there and then there's millions and millions of people like hundreds of millions like sometimes billions of people i mean some videos get billions of views yeah you have like you're trying to get a billion people you're trying to get a small select of them to show up so if you get like one percent it would be massive you know obviously. and it's and it's different too because in youtube say if those billion people were to get together the next day and then talk about the video it would be a different thing it would be monumental yeah but then if you get like you know like it's i feel like it's easier to be somebody to, to um to stand out when you're in high school than it is to stand out on youtube because obviously there's a lot more people on the internet yes and they're all strangers but it's cool because like when you're in high school and you play a show like that we did like you know we had like maybe like 30 people plus i don't know how many people were in the audience that night i would say between 30 and 100 people i think that year was a pretty busy one yeah comparatively to other years you could fit like a couple hundred people and that's in the auditorium we definitely didn't fill it up but maybe no. like like maybe I said, at least like a third full yeah yeah like just like enough like where like i'm never gonna play a show with that many people at least anytime soon yeah in the audience so like it's it's funny to think that you get that like rhetoric of like you can get more people to come and more people know who you are mm-hmm. when you're in like that smaller culture sure sure perspective perspective yeah <laughs> but yeah um but uh going back to just like youtube in in that sense of like you know some it's hard to kind of break that barrier it's hard to find like that audience when you're trying to shoot something out into like such a wide pool of people it there's different approaches you can take to it too because there are the people that want to make a career out of youtube um i wouldn't mind if you know i i get to that point one day Right. But um, if you're so you have to like try to balance your time very well and balance your budget to that YouTube channel very well. Um, So if you like I put one, maybe two days a week to my channel. Right. You know, but if I were to take more time off of work, I could put more time in and it might pay off. But then also have less money. <laughs> exactly. So it's it's a hard it's a hard thing to balance in the earlier days. If you start getting traction, start getting monetized, and then sure you can start justifying putting more time into it. But it's a hard thing to do right now when it's like a weekend thing. Yeah, exactly. And you know it is pretty cool that you're that you have like the the four day work week because then you really can turn like like at least one day a week into like this is the day i do like my my video stuff yeah yeah i don't think i mentioned that to the listeners but um i did get i went back to an old job and i one of my conditions was that i only work four days so that way i can put more time into my channel and that's great i'm glad that you're prioritizing it yeah and i, I do want to at least be, you know, a smaller name and especially like the automotive niche is very small. Yeah. So it's it's harder to get good at that because the automotive niche can be brutal because it's either you have a strong opinion on things in the automotive community or you just make really cool stuff. Yeah. And, you know, I feel like it's really like once you find a, like an audience in that like specific genre, like you, they stick with you. Yeah. 
So it's kind of like breaking what breaking in and finding like some of those people who are gonna be like this, this is exactly like I like to I like cars and I like this person's personality. Yeah, it's the same reason why you like follow the people that you do. Just finding other people who are like, oh yeah, this guy does it. He's absolutely killing it. Yeah, and you are. Yeah, and I think it's just to get noticed. You kind of have to do something extreme. Absolutely. So, you know, I I have a couple of ideas, but it's gonna take a lot of money to get those ideas done yeah so um any chance i can get to uh help out with that you know i'm in yeah and you definitely will be um but i have a couple of project ideas that i'm not gonna specifically say that i'd like to do um but they are bigger budget projects and possibly longer time projects that i have um, ideas for as well yeah but those are those are in the horizon one day we'll reach him. I just uh, try to work on my mental health more and work on my uh, my relationships well more mm-hmm. um, because those are a big focus in my life. Oh, yeah. You know, and uh, the drawback to my work week is that I have to work 10-hour shifts. So it's uh, it does take a lot out of me mentally at times. Oh, yeah. I can only imagine. It's a crazy how, um, how much two more hours a day. <clears throat> two more hours a day does to you your mental health but oh, it does yeah. does one it does amazing things and that's really important because if you if you get burnt out like doing like your videos it becomes it significantly ruins the experience and i got burnt out for a while yeah and i still have a hard time like doing things consistently because like if i i, I quickly will lose like interest in dedicating so much like i have a i have like a a video that I just filmed like last weekend that I've been holding on to. Like I want to, I want to edit really bad, but just like having a hard time finding the time to sit down and do so, especially yeah. after work. It's, it's a pretty hard, but, um, I also have tons of other videos like that are <laughs> on the back burner. Like I still need to edit the second Florida vlog. That, uh, that's a good segue to, a uh, a good point about the starting, starting a YouTube channel is you're a one man show. Oh yeah. Often. And, um, my channel started as a two-man show, but um, with a long distance. And if I was back here in Mass when I started my channel, mm-hmm. I think it would have started a bit differently. Oh, yeah. But um, when you're doing everything, it's, there's a lot to take into account, you know, um, because there's, like, the filming part. So, yeah, like, I kind of have to go into my own, like, filming mentality. Right. And then... There is the editing mentality that you have to do. And then on top of that, there's the marketing mentality you have to get into. Mm -hmm. When you finish a video, you still have to make the thumbnail. Oh, yeah. And then you have to figure out how you want to market it. Yeah. Like how much time you want to put into marketing it because you have to share it. I I share in Facebook groups. Um, If I can find like a Reddit group that talks about the topic that I'm doing, then I'll try to share there. Yeah, and those are great, like, resources to just, like, try and get some people. And that's something that I never do, and I really got to get better at. Because yeah. I used to. I used to do that. I used to join, like, I mean, I I know you mentioned, like, monetizing and stuff like that. Like, I was on YouTube early enough that once I got to a certain point, I qualified to join the partner program. Yeah. And, like, I was able to monetize my videos. Yeah, and they change it to like you have to have a certain amount of hours and then t- a thousand subs, right? Yeah, then they then they like, got bumped up because they had yeah you had to hit a thousand. Yeah. Now if you hit a thousand, you can do it, but 
uh, I'm at I'm at like 250 ish. Yeah. So like I'm not like I'm not close enough to the thousand to get to that level. But it'd be cool. I mean, if yeah. you're already at a thousand, like you already know that you're gonna get like at least a little something. Like yeah. Nothing crazy, but like enough to keep it to make it worth it. Yeah, and then it's a it's that day you spend editing and and or filming. At least you can say you're getting paid for that. <laughs> yeah, I've always wanted to find a way to turn like my 250 subscriber YouTube channel into like a thousand. Like just like there's got to be ways. I I feel like it can't be that hard uh, as long as you know what you're doing. Um, but of course, like I would have to be more consistent with like how I upload or find some kind of like some kind of consistent way of doing things. I feel like the um, the algorithm shifts every once in a while too, mm-hmm. and it throws everyone for a loop. Oh yeah, totally. Like everyone but the uh, the biggest you know channels, it throws them off for like an enormous loop, um, because you know at times it would be based off of purely view count, and other times it would be based on retention. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, watch time. Watch like, time. Yeah. yeah so like, like minutes watched. I think that's what currently the, the current meta is. Yeah. Is to keep a retention. I think above. I think it's like fifty percent or something like that. I'm not sure, but it is. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure on the sp- like the very specifics anymore because I've kind of like dipped out of like the keeping up with the YouTube politics of like what's the what's the strategy right now. Yeah, and I find myself trapped in that um those those videos and stuff. Um, some of which I learned a lot of good editing tips. Uh, but there are a lot of channels I think that are uh capitalizing on this upsurge of new youtubers oh yeah and they're capitalizing on because they are successful channels um and they are capitalizing on this upsurge of people wanting to get into youtube and they give good tips but it's very repetitive and at the end of the day you kind of have to just you know roll your sleeves up and just start doing it oh yeah definitely yeah but eh, you know it's all it's i like the hobby of it i like doing it for fun like I don't necessarily want to be like crazy famous. Yeah. But uh, it would be nice to have a platform. It would just be nice to have like a little bit of an audience. Like the sweet spot would be like if I had like a few thousand people that watched every video, mm-hmm. and they didn't ma- they didn't mind like if it was like once a week or every other week or stuff like that. They just like tag they showed up. They're like, hey, that was a good one, and they'd be like, thank you. I think for me, ideally, it would be like somewhere in the tens of thousands maybe hundreds of thousands subscribers and just enough to that when i go to like a car show you know people will recognize recognize me and it'll be cool to talk to people because uh it'd just be cool to have that that be like some kind of pillar even if it's a small one be some kind of pillar in the automotive community yeah that is cool. yeah maybe like fifty thousand subscribers yeah yeah something like that where someone you know, maybe one out of five car shows I go to, someone recognizes me. Yeah. That'd be cool, you know? <laughs> that is true. Yeah, you know, I, I feel like most I ever would want would be like 10,000. Yeah. Because when you get too much, it gets to a point where um, privacy starts going lower and lower. Yeah, like I, I want to I I I still be myself, but I want to have people like what I'm doing. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I'm definitely afraid of like... Like watching like the stuff that Bo Burnham does, like with inside. Yeah. Like I'm definitely don't want to get to a point like where I feel like I l- am losing my r- identity because I'm just a performer or just like yeah. a, like a creator. Like I I like being me, mm-hmm. but I also like making things for people. So it's like whatever the happy medium of that is. Like don't want to be recognized 
Yeah. But I also want to be admired. Yeah, kudos to Bo <laughs> Burnham because I never really thought of that side of being some kind of media person. Yeah. Um, until like I started watching his videos and his and I'm like, dang, you're right, this is a thing that you have to think about. And that's another thing like our listeners have to think about if they want to become, you know, a YouTuber is when you get bigger it's a draw on yourself. Oh, absolutely. And you lose a bit of yourself and you become something else doing it. There's not a lot of jobs out there where when you do it, you become another person. Exactly. <laughs> so it's it's weird. Especially like, and the other thing like a lot of people don't recognize when it comes to, this is like what your life becomes when you own your own business. Yes. Like just, it doesn't matter if it's like you own a coffee shop, you own like a repair shop. You are a YouTuber making content. You like are like if you run like a firm or, you know, whatever, like owning your own business means that you are sacrificing the ability to turn off your working brain Mm -hmm. because it's not that you don't clock out and leave and then go back to your normal life. Like you, you leave the office and all of a sudden like you're thinking about like, okay, what do I need to do next to keep this place afloat? Yeah. Like who do I have? Like who's going, who do I, I have to call? Like, Oh, this, this part of the roof is leaking. I have to call like a repair person to come in and, and take care of this. And then like, Oh, the next three weeks it's going to take them to get here. But I don't know, like I'm yeah. getting like too specific, but just in general, like the idea, it's like, you know, you are always thinking about your business because it's, if something were to fail, you're done. Yeah. When you're like, say like a W2 employee, you could in theory, take sabbaticals you know and it's hard to do that when you're a business owner or a content creator yeah you can't leave for that long yeah but and even when you go home it's not like your work brain is off yeah because you're you're still going to be looking at content yeah most most likely you know because it's when you're a content creator it's such a big part of your life and you want to look at different trends and such yeah, so especially if your life if is your content, like if you're yeah. a vlog, if you vlog or yeah. if if you share your stories, like you are on all the time, like yeah. because if you are not true to the, if you create a character, it's hard to do that with sometimes and turn that part of your brain off. If you're not a character and you you are yourself, like you are the character still, mm-hmm. then all of a sudden, if like you don't act in that same way, your people are saying that you're like losing the character, or you're becoming a different person, but you are. Because yeah. we all are. We all are, yeah. So it's weird. It's, just, it's like the weird invasion of like your life becomes your job and your job becomes your life. Yeah. But like not in like a, I'm trying to be a self-made millionaire, but in a, uh, if I stop doing this, I all of a sudden can't make money. Yeah, yeah. You know, and some people just put out videos and when they get monetized, they just, you know, take on that extra like... It's like, uh, what do they call it when it's, when it's income you don't... Passive income? Passive income, yeah. Um, they just take in like it as a passive income. Right. Um, which uh, a financial YouTuber once said, uh, hey, if you want to make passive income, make a YouTube channel, which is a terrible idea. <laughs> like if your goal yeah. is to make passive income, it's a terrible idea because it's never uh, a guaranteed thing. <laughs> no, no, never. Like, like, like investing and in, saying like ATMs or something is a much better passive income <laughs> than making a YouTube channel. Cause you can invest so much in cameras, microphones, audio equipment, 
and never get monetized. The only like passive income that I think that like people like can benefit from if they know what they're doing is like stocks. Yeah, stocks are yeah, if you get dividend stocks. But like even still, like it's like you have to invest so much to for that to be for that passive income to actually be worth it. Yeah, yeah, like for like thousands of dollars you're gonna make start making hundreds it like over time. Like so, not even probably. Yeah, not, probably not even. Yeah, so it's just like um owning property and being a landlord but who wants to be a landlord i know right who wants to be one of those scumbags <laughs> uh my landlord's great my landlord's great <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i love my landlord <laughs> but, but my all the other but all the other ones i mean my dishwasher breaks every three months but i'm not complaining <laughs> yeah exactly uh <laughs> that's a funny gag but yeah you know i figured that we would just have a chance to like talk about this we don't need like an ad in between just like a conversation sure and it was a lot of fun yeah so i hope that everyone's enjoying like this new like just bring a new guest in or bring a new host in just to keep the the juices flowing for the podcast sure and it helps you know just keep having episodes come up exactly and when i finally unfuse a mic you know uh you can be on the an episode or two as well yeah and i would love to have so 75 will be the next one so that's pretty pretty incredible to think that we've been going for so long so I appreciate you guys coming on. I appreciate you coming on. Alex Torres, love the Miata Miata, love the Alex Torres. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Uh, <laughs> but no, it, because like it's been nice to bring like new people in just to talk to because I know we've had the conversation on the podcast before, but we also have conversations all the time. Yeah. So it's <laughs> it's nice to like kind of bring that to this format, and I really enjoy kind of just experimenting with some new people. Yeah, um, trying some like new conversation topics out like YouTube. How fun yeah. is that? It's a fun one. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I think that we can close it out here. So uh, we will see you guys in the next episode. Who knows, like when the next guest host will be in here? But either way, it's been real. It's been fun, but, but it, it hasn't, hasn't been, been real fun. fun. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right, All right, guys. Th- thanks so much. <laughs>